What's up, everybody? Guess who's back? Uh, this is Alex. Yes, I'm still alive. The host of Jiu-Jitsu Radio. And let me go ahead and tweak this. Which one's my gain? This one, right? Yeah. All right. Up oh, the other way. There we go. Now we're fixed up. I'm here with my good buddy, Sean Ambrosino. Say what's up, Sean. What's up, Sean? And before we get everything started, I want to remind you guys about my awesome sponsors for the podcast. Shout out to Choke Aloha. Check out ChokeAloha.com. Use the promo code Jujitsu Radio, all one word, and get 20% off your entire order. And you can rock one of these cool pop sockets like Sean and I have, even though you can't see them. They are awesome. Guaranteed. Pop socket. Hey, they should use that. Um, they got a couple other shirts coming out too. Also, I want to take the time to say, um, you know, here's sending out like positive thoughts and, and uh, prayers to our uh, family and friends out in Hawaii and the family and friends of our friends at Chokaloha. Um, they've been dealing with all the volcanoes. So go support Chokaloha because it does go all the way to supporting the families and friends that are living in Hawaii. Chokaloha.com, promo code Jiu-Jitsu Radio. And while you're at it, check out Jitsoap. Get, was it 10? Yeah, 10% off. JJ Radio, that's the promo code, the letters JJ Radio at jitsoapcode.com. Get some soap for your stank ass. Clean your butt cracks, son. Like front to back, right? That's the Doesn't way matter, it's soap. As long as you're using soap, you're still good. Use Jiu-Jitsu Soap Co. Use the promo code JJ Radio, get 10% off. I also want to give a shout out to our newest sponsors, Giraffe Choke. Head over to giraffechoke.com, get some cool shirt. You see me rocking a hat. Uh, I got the new one that's the Superman Punch. It's nice and crisp. I've been rocking that one. Thank you very much for that hat. I also got a cool uh, Jitsu hat, camo. I'd show it to you, but it's camo. You can't see it. Hey. I'm wearing, you're wearing it right now. Technically speaking, yes. But yeah, check out Giraffe Choke. Check out all of our sponsors. Support the podcast. Support Sean and his Instagram. Was it uh, Adventures? At Gorilla Boy BJJ everywhere. Check it out. And last but not least, please support the podcast by buying some of my photo work and artwork. Uh, just head over to mycosmicjourney.com and you can keep up to date with everything that's going on with me, especially since I've been out for so long. It's been like two months since I did a podcast, which I apologize for. I've had a lot of people curse me out and saying it's time that I do another podcast. Um, thank you for all my sponsors, for all their support. Sean, are you spaced out? I was just thinking about... Sexy I am? No, I was just thinking about how cool it would be I could if I did my grip tape while we did this did this uh, podcast. But uh, I won't. Well, you can't because it'll make a bunch of noise and I'll be super... <laughs> yeah, basically. So, without further ado, let's get this party rolling. You can't Neva? Here's the deal, I'm the best there is, plain and simple. I mean, I wake up in the morning, I piss excellence, and nobody can hang with my stuff. Kiss stealing, woo, wheeling, dealing, limousine right, jet flying, son of a gun, and I'm having a hard time holding these alligators down. Go, woo, like intro. <laughs> like, can we do a cappella? <laughs> <laughs> How are you laughing at your own singing? Because it's so stupid. <laughs> Jiu Jitsu Radio Show. 
Jiu-Jitsu radio show. How would you like harmonize that? You don't. You just sing really badly, but multiple voices at the same oh, time. Oh, so just dub it? Just yeah. jump. Just dub it. It's, it's, so it's a Jiu-Jitsu radio show. I need a, would it be a reggae beat or would it be like a... Uh, dubstep kind no, of. No, I'm thinking. I'm thinking more along the lines of like a cartoon that you would like. Like Animaniacs. Yeah, it would like <laughs> That'd be great. I'll, I'll see what I can do there for you, Sean. We're the Animaniacs. We got baloney in our slacks. That show was the shit. That show was rad. I was actually watching. Uh, like That's an adult ago. show. That's an adult cartoon. Oh yeah, for sure. Like the best is the uh, their uh, little sneak uh, jab at Prince. You ever seen that one? I don't remember that one. Oh, there's like a part where I think Yakko is supposed to be a detective. And then they're like, oh, we got to look for fingerprints. And she pulls out, or she's like, we got to look for prints. So she pulls out prints out of like a box, like the actual singer. And he's like, no, fingerprints. She's like, mm, I don't think so. Get it? Fingerprints. But no, that show was the shit. I was, yeah, I was watching actually. Uh, a uh, documentary about it the other day where, like, they were going for Yakko's, uh, like, the guy that did Yakko's voice and all these other shows he's done. He did that uh, that country's song. He did it in one take. Yeah, he did it in one take. I want to say it was the, the, the countries and not the states. It might have been the states one, but he did it all in yeah. one take. That's how good that guy is. I remember that. It was just like... Yeah, that song was the shit. So what's up, Sean? I haven't talked to you in a while. Yeah, no, it's been kind of crazy. We've been busy. Busy. busy I have. Busy. I don't know about you. I've been, uh, I've been super busy. Training. You did not compete. Did not compete at Miami Open. I did. Yeah, I might do July in Orlando. All just right. Trying to rehab my back. Right. My back's the biggest issue. Mm-hmm. Um, last competition I did, I had to pull out. I remember. After that, after my first match. And uh, I don't want that to happen again, so... Yeah, you never want to have to pull out. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I just been uh, living life. Um, went to Costa you got a Rica, new board? Got a new board. Have you, I have yet to take it out. I was going to take it out Friday, but... Looks like my day filled up because I have... Uh, I have a massage at... One and then I have Satan's Reapers coming at four. A sensual massage. A sensual massage. Um, yeah, you get the whole crew. You got Steve. Steve, Jake, Alex. Yeah. Uh, Geo. So be that's coming. that's your version of the Danaher Death Squad. Yeah, we call ourselves Satan's Reapers. I mean, for someone that goes to church, I'm surprised we use that. Hey, look, it's it's there's every every man's got two sides. Yeah. The front and the back. It's just because every, every, well, everybody says that reaping the knee is an evil, is an evil move. So yeah, but I mean, you know, you gotta pay attention to it just yeah. in case. For beginners, you do have to be careful to it. Once people get used to it, I think it's a. We already have. We already have a shirt. Once oh we yeah, I have to check it out. The new board is no, sick, no, no. Though. We haven't. We haven't made the shirt. We have an idea, idea. for a shirt. Oh. It's gonna be a bunch of leg bones, a bunch of feet, right, done into a pentagram. Yeah, that might be a little sketchy. It's funny. It sounds kind of cool. The concept sounds pretty cool, but uh, I don't and think I'll be Satan standing behind it. I think maybe I will not be wearing that to my oh, local I would. church function. I would totally wear it to church. I did way worse than that, actually. But. I'll tell you. I don't. You tell me, and then I'll tell you the one that I wore to FAU. Oh fuck all that! How about my band in high school 
our very first, or I'm sorry, our second gig was a church gig. It's actually down the street at St. Thomas. We got this two-hour church gig. I don't know how we got it. I think is because I was playing manager at the time. So we had to fill out two hours worth of music. No breaks, just play. Um, and we were all big Tool, Perfect Circle fans. And we started the first, first song was Judith, just because it had the coolest intro. And then we realized that there's the part in the song where he literally yells, fuck your God, at a church function outside of the church. I'll give you three guesses of whether or not we sang that part. You said, park your car. Wrong. Fuck yeah, I yelled that part. We sure as hell played that part. And then we played another hour and 55 minutes because it was... It was probably the worst um, chaperoning I've ever seen. Let me fix this mic real quick. Yeah, it's by far the worst chaperoning I've ever seen for a church function. They came in, they told us where to set up, and then they just let us Left. do our thing. We were there till, I want to say, 10, 10.30 at night. Nobody stopped us. We played uh, Back in Black, Hell's Bells. We did all these like super like evil rock and roll songs. Don't fear the reaper. We didn't do that one. We didn't have a cowbell. So how do you story? say you have a band and you don't have a cowbell? We didn't I have call a cowbell. Bullshit. No. I call bullshit. I put my pants on. Pick the rest of you. You don't. You don't have a band if you don't have a cowbell. That's just science. You got to have a xylophone player. Let's hear your story. So, I'm at FAU. That's one of the other things I've been doing over the last. Oh, that's six right. You started classes. Been to school. They're getting straight A's. Is it like that silver sneakers version of uh, no, no school? No, it's regular <laughs> school. But obviously, it's a college campus, so it's liberal as, as all get out. Of course. Now, being a... I would consider myself a conservative, but not in the classic sense, or not the new not age the sense of... Millennial, super hypersensitive. Yeah, that think that a conservative is about... You know, God and 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 anti-abortion and all that stuff. No, I'm a conservative in the fact, in the way that I believe that we should follow the Constitution of the United States. Right. That's what a true conservative is. Is they follow follow they believe that the Constitution is right. Right. Okay. Continue. But uh, so it's liberal over there, and 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 I kind of wanted to troll the people. Yeah. So I got a nice red T-shirt. And I had a friend of mine make me a shirt that said, Make America Skate Again. Nice. And I wore it on campus. And I loved seeing everybody's face when they looked. They did it. They had to do Everybody did a double take. Right. Well, I mean, you're a big guy. Yeah. I think that happens I'm, a lot. I, like, I was wondering. I was hoping somebody would say something. And it did, did they? Nobody said a word. Nobody cares. But... They all were they like, looked and they, they looked like, like you could see the, the, the color drain from their face. Like, oh my God. Yeah. Then they read, then they saw skate and then they're like, oh, okay. And like, oh, this guy's just being an asshole. Yeah. That's kind of cool though. I got to see looks. that. Actually, I'd rock that shirt too. That's kind of cool. Yeah. No. I, it's funny though, because FA, like granted everybody's so conservative and whatever way you want to look at it. But FAU is the home of, former home of James Tracy. And I don't know if you know who that is. I do not know who James Tracy is. I want to say it's Dr. James Tracy. But James Tracy is the guy that was the main guy saying that the Sandy Hook massacre was a, uh, a false flag. 
Oh, and there was gosh. like a government conspiracy. Now, mind you, I worked with that guy before. Like, I never took a class with him, but I did some work with him when I used to work at FAU. And he is as weird as they come. But conspiracy like, theorists are so weird to me. Like, I understand. But, I mean, I can't say anything because there's some conspiracies there's, that I Obviously, there's, a, there's some truth to a lot. I'm sure there's plenty of things out there. Right. But to believe that children being shot didn't happen. Oh, no, yeah, that's fucked up. That's that's a weird that's thing. A, that to me is as bad as people saying, like, the Holocaust didn't happen. That's now, here's... It, so, like... Look, I love Eddie Bravo. Don't get me oh, wrong. Oh, he's going so far out there. But this whole flat earth thing... <laughs> I, I, I here, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give you the logic right here that that somehow somehow he overlooks every other planet that we can see. Oh, is round. Is round except for ours. Why wouldn't ours be round too? I would say because we're different. I'm different. How about I just don't bother? I honestly think that the true conspiracy for that is. That it is the most elaborate troll ever produced. I think it's just a massive troll that people Bunch are buying. Bunch of people. Into. Yeah. I, I, that could very well be. But what happened is, is it and started stupid off. People. It started off as a yeah. troll, and, and then stupid people bought into yeah. it. Yeah, and people are like, yeah, these guys are right. I'm gonna jump into it, and they fucking take it as gospel. What about the people that don't believe that dinosaurs exist? I mean. I can understand why they would think that. Do I support them? No. But I can understand why they would sit there and think in that manner. That's just me being open-minded. Why? Explain how you can understand. Because it's the same reasoning where I sit there and say, like, I don't believe we went to the moon. And what? That I don't believe we went to the moon. I think the videos you see are fake. Well, that's, that is something that you could fake. Right. Like, like that is something modern... Science. Well, there's notes and stuff. Like, that's the thing. Like, I'm not going to do the whole, you should look into it. But, it, like, I'm a big Stanley Kubrick fan, right? And there's notes and there's records that the government approached Stanley Kubrick to do this. Right. But that doesn't mean that we didn't go to the moon. It just means the film is could be altered or fake. Altered or fake. But and it doesn't which, mean we didn't go. Yeah. And I'm not trying to sit there and, like, steal the fucking half of the Joe Rogan podcast talking about it. Yeah. But I there are only there's two things that bug me the most and honestly make me feel like it's fake. Like at first it used to be the whole flag waving thing. Like that used to be the thing. I'm like, all right, whatever, that's he might have bumped into it or whatever way you want to fucking call it. Fine, I'll let that go. The one thing that bugs me the most is the video of the the, the pod. falling the when no. it falls no 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 the video of the pod shooting back into space so once they land on the moon they're there for whatever like a couple of days or a couple of hours whatever it was and then it shoots back out the video tracks the pod from the launch all the way up until it goes in like outside of the moon the atmosphere of the moon or whatever it is they didn't have that tracking capability like that. They didn't have sensors that said, oh, this object is moving up. I'm going to track it and follow it. The, the Maybe they tied a string from the pod yeah. to the camera. And it didn't just yank the camera? Yeah. It was just a, you know. It, it, was, a, a it was a loose string. Yeah. Well, it's a loose string pulling the camera out in space somewhere out there. And then they try it. Like, that's, that's the only thing that bugs me. As a camera guy, I know that they didn't have tracking capabilities like that. That it was remote. 
even if it was remote where someone's sitting there and controlling it, they didn't have the, the capability of doing it from the pod. Wire, wireless. They couldn't do that. And there was no way that anyone on earth could have done it because the timing well, that we you did would, have we did have wireless technology. The, the the wireless the wireless remote control was was uh, invented in 1951, but it didn't control a camera. Pod. All, all you got to do is move no. something up and down. No. Okay, so who's going to control it? Somebody in the pod. Yeah, and they're not focused on making sure that everything is going perfectly. Not every, on the maybe, launch. maybe some people's job isn't to do that. Oh yeah, I don't know. I'm not. So an it's a team of three where one guy works and the other two scratch their nuts. That could be. How many how many pilots does it take to launch a, a uh, uh, I don't know an advanced piece of equipment, paper thin walls into space? I think it takes a team effort to make sure everything's all right. Or maybe it doesn't. I don't know. You know who's with the? I don't know. We should watch Apollo thirteen. That's a great fucking movie. I've never seen it. What? I've never seen it. Shut up. No, I haven't. Somewhere, boring movie. It's somewhere boring. out there, Tom Hanks is crying. I'm crying about Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. He hasn't made a good movie since Joe vs. Volcano. No, that's not true. <laughs> that's so not true. It's <laughs> so bad it just hurt my brain. Uh, and plus, that's dude, probably his worst movie. He didn't make a good movie since Big. It's probably his worst movie. Uh, no, his worst movie is Cloud Atlas. Cloud Atlas is the biggest load of bullshit ever. What's and his I, best movie? Uh, this is, for those of you at home, we're stream of conscious kind of a podcast. Can you fix this so it makes sure the gain's lower? Sorry. It's lower, not lower. higher. So keep going. There we go. That's good. Perfect. Yeah. What were you saying? For those of you at home? For those of you at home, we kind of go from one subject to the other. Oh, this is. But we'll get, we'll, we'll, get, we'll get back to jujitsu. If that's what you want to well, talk about. Well, there is a stuff that I actually do want to talk about. In yeah, I want to talk about the world. But I would say his best movie would have to be either That Thing You Do. Do what? Do the cartoons count? Because Toy Story is kind of like the shit. I got two in my head. I would say That Thing You Do or the one where he's the he's living in the airport. What's it called? I don't remember, but I, I, I don't remember the name. Oh. Uh. Okay, which one's yours? My two, oh. Saving Private Ryan. Tom Hanks? Yes. He was the lead actor in Saving Private Ryan. And The Burbs. The Burbs? I never watched that. Oh my god! Shut the fuck up. Oh my god! You've never seen Apollo 13. Yeah, you call The Burbs is a, is a classic 80s slash 90s movie. Corey Feldman. Nope. Oh my god, it's one of the greatest movies of all time. It's Everybody, so once you listen to this and you hear that he hasn't watched The Birds, write, comment, and tell him what, uh, how much of a slacker he is and that he needs to rent it immediately. Fuck that. It is the greatest movie. The Burbs is the greatest movie that he, he m- might have made. No, I don't think so. Oh. I, I would highly disagree. What was the other one? Monsters? Little Monsters, he was in it, right? I don't remember Little Monsters. Yeah, Tom Hanks. I don't remember Little Monsters. That was like, uh, is it Little Monsters? It was like um, all these like different monsters that live like under the bed or something like that. That was how I went out. No, I'll look it up right now. I'll get back into it. Anyway, fucking Tom Hanks is the shit and his son's a douchebag. His son thinks he's some kind of like Eminem. He's a mixture of Kevin Federer. Colin? Yeah. 
he looks just like him too. He like threatened. I forget who he threatened. He threatened somebody saying he was gonna like shoot him up or something. Man, I keep fucking up with this microphone. It's because you're super loud, and I'm just a humble young man. Um. Yeah, I would. I would honestly say that thing you do is probably his best movie, next to like Toy Story. I used to like um, Castaway. Cast I really like Castaway, but. That there was a time there where he was on un- fire. Yeah, he was untouchable. untouchable. He, did, he did Saving Private Ryan, Castaway. Then there was something else that he did. Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump. Gump. Gump is a fucking classic. The Terminal is the one that I was talking I about. I would like to do... I mean, all right. Let's let's look at it. Like, Let me go from... from let me see. Like, What do you say? Like 1990? Yeah, why not? But when did his, his movie career started in the 80s. Yeah. His like, TV career started in the 80s. Do you remember what TV show he uh, was on? It wasn't It wasn't Three's Company. No, nope, but it was it something was, similar. Yeah. Um, fuck, what was Ready? it? Ready? What? Bosom Buddies. That's he was else. a cross-dresser because they lived yeah, in a building right. that only allowed women. Like, the funny part, if you look at it, that was like way ahead of its time, considering everything that's going on now. For like, sure. He, he definitely was into the whole cross-dressing thing like way before it became like a social issue. Um, let me see. I'm trying to pull up like a good comprehensive list. But if you look at it, he's got a fucking insane list of movies. No. Let me see. All right. IMDb. Shout out to IMDb. You should sponsor this podcast since we bring you up half the time anyway. Uh, actor. Because he produces a shit ton of I would of just stuff. go to Wiki. I could have. Wiki, 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 wiki. All right, let's say from like 1990. Okay. Keep going. All right, let's say 1988. Big. You got your The Burbs, Turner and Hooch, which was like, okay. It was funny. Um, A League of Their Own. That's when he started. That's when he started that. The Le- whole listen. League of Their Own is, is – I, I steal something from, from A League of Their Own. It's like – the one, There's no crying in nope, baseball. No, nope. the one thing I, I stole was when he went into church, uh, he did the cross, and then he pointed to Jesus like, <laughs> so that's what I do. I stole that. He started A League of Their Own, Sleepless in Seattle. You've got Philadelphia. Oh, Philadelphia. Forrest Gump. And these are like in a row. Yeah. Like it's not like really skip it. Forrest Gump, and then Apollo 13, then Toy Story, then That Thing You Do, then Saving Private Ryan. You got mail. Toy Story Two, The Green Mile, Castaway, Band of Brothers, Road to Perdition. I never watched, but Catch Me If You Can. Like man, and then The Terminal. Polar Express was creepy. If you ever watched that, that movie's creepy. I watched it. I watched it with Tom. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we watched it. Cars. He was in Cars. Like he was in a fucking like role. So, for sure, he's banking. He's got no problems. Yeah. I think he probably might end up being uh, a nicer version of Bill Murray by the time he gets to that age. Maybe. Like, I don't think he's going to be a one. I mean, he's, he's, Tom Hanks is funny. He's got great delivery. Didn't he used to be, a, like, a comic comic? I, I don't think so. Yeah, but do you know who the, the highest grossing actor of all time is? The highest grossing actor? Um, I'll give you three guesses. Jack Nicholson? Nope. Highest grossing actor of all. Oh, it's got to be either Will Smith or Jim Carrey. You are wrong. Who is it? Highest grossing actor of all time. 
Stan Lee. Well, that doesn't really ah. count. That doesn't fucking count. It doesn't count. How does that not count? Because it's his characters. That's not fair. That's like fucking saying... But he's like, better had Steven a cameo. Spielberg made a cameo in every one of his fucking movies. And he, then, still like, wouldn't, he still wouldn't reach the money that, that uh, Stan Lee has been a part of. How many movies have made a... He's had two, million, two movies that have made... Careful, you're not going to make One billion dollars. One billion dollars. One billion dollars. Well, making a cameo doesn't really make you He's technically actor. the highest grossing actor of all time. That's bullshit. You saw that he actually filed a, uh, uh, whatchamacallit, a uh, restraining order. Yeah. There's some lady that's his, like... His, his, his like, live-in... Caretaker or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that's... People take advantage of old folks, man. It's terrible. Yeah, well, especially if you're Stan Lee and you're a billionaire. You think he's probably slinging pipe like fucking Hugh Hefner? Dude, and the, the house that he lives in isn't... Yeah. It looks like a duplex. It's like... Really? I'm sure it's nice, but like... I'm a, sure that's probably the house that he says he lives in and he fucking has like fucking mansions. I don't know, man. He wears orthopedic shoes. But he's got to be slinging pipe like left and right. No, I think his... his For, no way! His pipe slinging days are over. No way. Fucking Hugh he's Hefner 90s. was going on to his last days. like, eh, just sit on it. Like, just fill me up with Viagra and a shot and do your work. He's got to. He's got to. I don't know. I, I have no idea. Nah. I still don't think that's free. I don't think that counts. He's not the highest paid actor. I, I didn't say he's the highest paid actor. I said he's the highest grossing actor. No, you said the highest paid actor. I might have lied. I might have yeah, said exactly. That. But I meant the Fucking highest guy, highest gro- uh, biggest, uh, highest grossing actor. Yeah, you know actually what I wanted to do, but we didn't get a chance to do. I wanted to look at the changes in the IBJJF rule book. We got to do that next time. I want to do like a podcast. Going well, I on. talked to Manny about some of them. Yeah. Today, there. Are there's a lot of things that are changing as far as like neon belly. Like yeah, you, you I know, saw that. you know, neon belly. You push the knee off, and then you come back on. It wasn't two points. Now it's going to be two points two every points, time. Two points. Yeah, no, it's going to keep going. I mean, at the end of the day, it kind of makes sense because you are exiting the position and getting back into it, and you are advancing it. Because at the as end long of as you're you're holding it for the three seconds, you get the points. You should get the points. My question was, if I put both of my knees on there. Does that count as four? No. Like, just do, like, a full body bow and arrow. Just it does not. That would be fucking dope. That would definitely suck. You know where I was, actually? Yesterday, uh, I went to film Gilbert at uh, Wagner Roach's gym for Polaris. So, for, for those of you who don't know, I do a lot of filming in the MMA and jiu-jitsu industry for all different people, photos and video. And actually, Polaris reached out to me again last week. I've worked with them two or three times before. Um, and they asked me to film Gilbert. Gilbert is... He is probably one of the most dedicated and hardworking people I have ever met. And not only is he training for his fight on July 7th, I think it's the 7th, but he took a bout for Polaris the following week. And I think that he's got something else planned that I can't talk about. But Does I he think, have a super fight or at, for Polaris? Uh, no, I forget. Or he's fighting, I want to say Igor Gracie or Gregor Gracie. I want to say Gregor Gracie. Gregor Gracie? Yeah, he's fighting Gregor Gregor Gracie at Polaris. Isn't Gregor the guy that's fighting for, fights for Bellator? 
I want to say yes. No, that was the other Igor. I think is the yeah. I don't know, man. I don't, I don't know. follow Bellator's other outside of a couple of guys that I know, like Litton and and King Mo and the guys that I'm friends with. I don't follow Bellator too often. Speaking I, of which, I like Bellator. No, the, speaking of which, of Bellator, congratulations to my boy Steve Maori. I don't know if you saw it, but Steve Maori just signed a contract with Bellator MMA, and uh, I can't think of. Too many people that deserve the shot more than him because he's been busting his ass for years. And um, I've been fortunate enough to call him a friend and actually follow him and film him for when I was doing stuff for Titan. And all I can tell you is Steve is so consistently upping his game that I would think he would jump into the top 10 of the division immediately 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 i like grappling wise his grappling is insane and his striking is is underrated to say the least i've rolled with him uh so have i and i'm not that big yeah i mean here's the thing i have i'm a my my game a lot of my game comes from my my ability to sweep yeah when you're six foot Seven or however tall he is, he's pretty. He's six six, six 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 seven six seven. Yeah, yeah. I think he's six seven. Um, and you go to sweep somebody and they post. There's nothing I could do. No, no, no. no I couldn't. I could. His base is so solid and his balance is and so he's, good. And, and he's way stronger than he looks. Yeah. Like when you get a hold of him, it's like, oh shit. Yeah. It's kind of weird because you're like, oh. It's very deceptive. Yeah, like he, he looks like he's a strong guy. He's a big guy. But like the second you go to like maybe grab his arm or move him or do whatever, it it feels like you're hitting a wall. And it's weird because he like, I mean, uh, trying to be cool about Steve. He's not ripped. He's not cut. He's just a regular kind of guy. He's in very good shape. But like the second you go to push him, he's not fucking moving. Yeah. He's fucking... Built like a fucking shit house. He's fucking solid. So and you know me. I start on the bottom. Yeah. So I had him on top of me for basically the whole round. I finally got a. I finally swept him. Yeah. But I'm a black belt. Yeah. I don't think he's even ranked in jujitsu. I think he technically is ranked. Like blue belt or something like that. No, I think I think he's a purple belt. Regardless, you know who's a purple belt that I didn't even realize is. Um, Predator, Toon. Oh my gosh, I can't believe it. Desmond Green. Desmond Green is a purple belt under Faraz Sahabi. Oh, nice. Yeah, I didn't know that. Like, when I went, I knew that he was high level, but I, like, I never saw him in a gi until I went to Gilbert's belt ceremony. Uh, and, like, he was in there. I was like, who's this dude with dreads and, and a gi? I've never seen him before. And, like, I realized it's him with his daughter. I was like, oh, shit. I'm like, what are you doing, bro? I'm like, he threw me off with the gi. He's like, yeah, I don't put it on that often. But, yeah, I was like, I remember, like, you were belt, but I didn't, like, remember that you were purple belt. He's like, yeah, people don't know. I'm a purple belt under Frost the Hobby. I'm like, yeah, you, you earned that shit. Like, Frost doesn't just give that out. Yeah. So, yeah, man, it's, it's, Steve is crazy. So, congrats to Steve, man. Um, shout out to you. Good, like, he hasn't signed a, a bout yet, but. Well, you know, you know why I like Bellator? The who? Belzar? No, Bellator. You said Belzar. <clears throat> no, I didn't. Yeah, you'll play it back if you like it. 
You know why I like Bellator? Uh, they rarely have boring fights. Somebody what? always they normally there's normally a finish in almost every fight they have, and I think it's because the, the skill levels sometimes are very mismatched. Yeah, but the the, the fights I wouldn't I wouldn't say they're mismatched. I think it's more of a they have a a wider variety of older fighters on their way out compared to now younger fighters on the way in. Or maybe that they're on their middle level, like Rory McDonald. Like, he's still, like, high level, you know. And then they have guys like Linton, who's still coming up. So, it's it's a weird mixture. So, it, it can go either way. And look at, like, uh, Claxton. Taiwan Claxton. Yeah. He's young. And he's fucking rocking the shit out of dudes. Like, that flying knee, that was a highlight within, like, 30 seconds after it was done. Like, that was already on ESPN, like, 10 minutes afterwards. So they, they do have a wide variety of skill levels, but I wouldn't I wouldn't say it's a mixed match as much as it's more of a mismatch on placement in the careers, you know. Maybe I don't know, but but there's normally almost every match has a finish. Oh yeah, which is great to see. It's for great sure. for a fan of MMA because it's like you don't want to sit there and watch people. You know, look, I respect everybody that steps into that cage, but sometimes some styles are just. Boring styles, yeah. you know. When they're a grinding match up against the uh, up against the cage for three or five rounds, it gets, isn't fun to watch. No, it gets. I mean, I get it that that's you playing the game and doing what you need to do to win. So I respect that. Like, oh, you had the great game plan for sure. But then, yeah, it gets fucking boring as hell. Uh, it's whatever, but no, Bellator is cool, and especially like because they don't have as much bullshit going on as the UFC right now. I think it does have its. It's it'd got its great, merit. It'd be great if we can get a competition, like an actual competition between the two, where people started. I was hoping when uh, Bader and Rory McDonald started over, switched over, it would start a. A mass migration. It would be great. It wouldn't be, happen. It, it would be great for the sport. It wouldn't happen because the the trade that in fan base is not equal. So if like let's put it like okay, no people are fans of UFC. They don't understand MMA. Right, but it, it's it's still the the access to the think of it like a database. Like, I have access to 1 million followers on the UFC. I have access to, I'd say, 20 million. But you're Bellator. You have access to maybe 500,000. So if you say, oh, let's partner up, like, well, what the fuck am I going to get out of it? No, I, like, I don't my, want them to partner up. No, but that's what you're going to get. It's not the same as you're thinking, like, Connor and, and Floyd, where they end up, like, because it's a merger. Like, okay, well, I'm going to bring this many, like, followers and this many eyes to the table. How much are you bringing? A fraction of that, yeah, that's not worth my while. But like, I'm giving you right every my like a great example, um, Tyrone Woodley. Like he wouldn't want to talk about anything. He didn't post anything about Kobe Covington because he didn't want to give him his platform. He's like, I earned this platform. You didn't. I'm not gonna give you free space on mine. Now it's I, ad space. Now, now he can, now he's gonna have no choice. Well, now he's like, all right, let's do it. Like because he got called out, and that's gonna be a good fight. I think that's going to be the hype up to it is going to be good. I think there's going to be so much trash talking and so much internal like drama 
and text messages and stuff. I don't, I don't understand why Tyron's a pariah in the UFC. Is it because he's had some boring fights? Is that why the UFC isn't, machine isn't behind him? I think is that, he again, he's not willing to do... He's not willing to jump through the hoops when he's told to. I well, think is but, what it is. Because uh, he, he, lack, he lacked so much respect. Like, they lacked respect towards Tyron Woodley for so long. So he's got but that the fans are, are in the same boat. Like, he doesn't have... The fans aren't behind Tyron Woodley. Like, they're behind, you know... I wouldn't agree with that. You're talking about a guy who's got his own TMZ show. He's got a rap album, I think, that just dropped out the other day. So I just, I just don't see the support. I see him branching out and doing different things, but I don't see the fan support. Like, I don't see people jumping to Tyron Woodley's defense when people talk shit about him. You I don't know, know if that's saying? true. I don't know if that's true. I think it's different because of how his personality. I would say that Tyron Woodley is this generation's uh, Rashad Evans, where he's up there, he's respected, and he's got his position, and he doesn't go out there like shit talking and stuff like that, you know? Like, I think he, he's following like Rashad's game plan with a little bit of extra spice to it. I think that's what he's doing, and he's doing a great job. But I, I think he's staying away from trying to be the Connor and the Colby, and he's... Well, then it's going to, that's going to keep him away from money. People, peop, money, bottom line is, people want, how do you get rich in fighting? No, people you put think, asses in seats. You put asses in seats. Yeah. And how do you put asses in seats? You either have to beat up the bad guy, and people want to see you beat up the bad guy, or they want to see the good, or, you know... You're the bad guy. They want to see you lose, or you're the good you guy. They the want heel. to see you win. They're, the heel has to be somewhere in right. the mix. Right, and, and the, the, what makes this Colby Covington, Tyron Woodley fight kind of weird is they're both kind of heels. Even though, oh no, Tyron Woodley is not a heel. Tyron, no, Tyron Woodley's a heel. I'm telling you, dude. How is he you. a heel? Because he's not liked. He was respected, but he's not liked. Um. Think about the think about how people felt. Think about all you got to think about. Uh, is think about how people felt about Robbie Lawler as champion, and how they feel about him as champion. Robbie Lawler, people were loving Robbie Lawler, yeah. and it's his style, dude. Robbie Robbie's Lawler, a brawler. Rob, people. I think. All right, so I would agree with you on the aspect of because Tyrone Woodley is not a he doesn't have as many highlights. As say like Robbie Lawler, I would agree with you. Like I wouldn't say I wouldn't use the words that people don't like him. I wouldn't. I would just say that he is not the showman that a Robbie Lawler, Rory, Mc, well, not Rory, um, you know, or a Connor, or Nobody's even like probably. a Luke Rockhold. Like Luke is a is a showman for sure because he's gonna put on a show. Like, did did did, he, did they sign the fight with him and Alex? No, Luke can't fight because he has to get uh, work done on his leg all over again. He had to get surgery. He got surgery on his leg, and evidently the doctor botched it, and then he has to do it all over again. So I don't know why he would fight. He's got a job modeling. Because he likes to fight, and he's a damn good fighter. He's an incredible fighter. Like, regardless of, like, whatever you think of the last couple of fights, like, Well, he's, my, you know what I chalked those, those fights up to? Uh, the weight cut. Everybody said the weight cut from him to get to 185... 
was horrendous on him. No. Yes. I he was there. You know, I was sat there like he's gonna say that, but I sat there literally next to him the day before he left, and he was doing his weight cut, and he looked like a million fucking bucks. He felt like a million bucks. He was moving like it was only the third week of camp. So I don't know. Dude, the I've, people, seen, I've people, seen him at weigh-ins after the weigh-ins. That's different, though, man. You're talking about weigh-ins where he's doing the last bit of the 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 right. That last bit is the that's the bit that kills you. Yeah, but. I I wouldn't say like the the weight cut's killing him. It's like everybody well, gets. He's a big fucking guy. He People wants, don't realize how big he is. I I mean I do obviously because I'm around him like a right. lot. But no, but most man. people don't realize like him cutting. He, what's he, he probably walks around at around two twenty. No, yeah, I would say like two ten, two five. Like he's he's lean, man. He's always in shape. He doesn't get the the. That's even worse. Think about that. Think about having to cut weight when you're that lean. But I wouldn't say, like, I'm not saying lean like he's fucking... He's ripped. Like he's grain. But, yeah, he's ripped. He's got muscle. Like, he's losing weight, like water weight. But, look, I was literally there the day before he left. And he looked like a fucking million bucks to me. And he moved awesome. He was fucking great. He He was training as hard that last day as he did his first day. I get just it, well, it, that's that's work ethic, but yeah. that doesn't mean it, it was easy. Weight cuts are man. I I, I look. I you heard Dana wants to change the, the yeah, weight again. Yeah, but he's an idiot. He doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. Like and all the like all the fighters are trying to change it like to or keep they it the way they screwed up by doing away with with IV bags. No, they had to do it. Like they didn't screw up because of IV bags. IV bags was to sit there and stop people from from juicing. Right, but if with now that they they got USADA, don't let them juice. Just have let them put saline in their bodies. But you can't. You can't because it's so easy to put that extra stuff in there, and it'll flush out your system. Then a lot. make them piss every. It is financially impossible for them to do that. It costs so much to test one person, and now you're talking about you have a roster of five hundred people. Five what five hundred plus people, right? How many people are fighting in a three month span? No, you, well, you have. They're all getting tested after. Everybody gets tested after. Yeah, they get tested, but it's not a quick result. They don't need to turn around. Look at what happened with um, with Brock. Look at what happened with Brock. He juiced. He tested positive. They knew about it. They still let him fight. And then what? Two weeks after the fact, three weeks after the fact, like, oh yeah, by the way, he was juiced to the gills. And like, oh, we should have told you. They can't afford to do that. It costs like an insane amount of money to test each person. Now you want to sit there and test them repeatedly. You don't have the manpower to do that. You no, do no, not. I don't mean repeatedly. I test them. You have take, to take take their take their piss the day the day before and the day, and okay. right after the fight. So now I know they, they piss them right after right. the fight. But now I know when you're testing me instead of being the random ones. Then it goes back to the way it was well, no, before. Well, it's still random, but tests them going in. That it's still random. Well, they, that's what they do now, anyway. Yeah, that's what they're. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying it's if you let them do an IV bag the night before, you're in the, and you piss them after. After the IV bag. After well, no, after the fight, because if anything you put in your system that night is going to stay in your system for t- at least 24 hours. Not necessarily. Not with the new stuff that they have. With some of the new stuff, like, look at, that's the issue that John Jones had. That They were saying that he was probably microdosing on the stuff. 
Like, or you could sit there and easily say, oh, well, it was in the food. Sorry, guys. It was, I went out to eat steak over at so-and-so or someone slipped something in my drink. It's very easy for them to find something. And again, you can still mask it. There's like, they're, they're always going to be one step ahead. Like, I mean, it, it's just the well, way no, that the it technology is. catches up to the, to the, like, you know, who's full of shit that they're saying that like, oh, they test everybody or they want a certain system for the, for the weigh-ins is one FC. One FC is full of shit because they're saying, oh, well, we want our fighters not to be anywhere or like anywhere past 10% of their fight weight for their camp. Like they just can't be, or they can, they're not going to fight. How are they going to fight test that many people? They're going to fly people out there. Like, 1FC doesn't have the money to fly people out to anywhere. Like, okay, I'm going to fight in Singapore, but I train in, they just in fucking Kansas somebody, City. They can hire somebody there. They don't have that kind of money. They don't have that kind of money. So what are they going to do? They're going to call you up and say, hey, what did you weigh? Oh, I weighed uh, blah, blah, blah. Like, it's easy to bullshit. That's why it's, it's, a tough, it's a tough gig. But, you know, some people still find ways. There's tons of people in the UFC that still find ways to, to circumvent it. And at the end of the day, I couldn't care less. I want to see juiced up guys beating the shit you, out of each other. You, because you're not the one taking the punches to the fucking dome. That's you. But Yeah, but if, every, if, if they just said, fuck it. And everybody started doing it. But it's not, it's not even that. Again, we're talking about the weight cut. and not, Right. The weight cut and the juicing are two different things. Right. I just think the weight cut... You know, I, the big issue... And nobody fucking says anything is juicing in jujitsu. That's the fucking issue. Yeah, that, that is. Ju- there's so much juicing in jujitsu, and people just fucking go. Like, it's fucking ridiculous. Like, there's so many people where I could just sit there and say, like, bro, how are you not getting tested? How is nobody saying, oh, you're totally fucking juicing? And then you realize, oh, you're one of the top guys. You're one of the people that come, that everyone wants to come and see. Yeah. That's why. And I, I could, I could. Probably name at least three off the top of my well, head. Well, I'm not going to. I'm not going to name them. Yeah, but no, we could easily have that conversation. But we could easily have that conversation. Yeah. I don't know, man. Jiu-Jitsu is a weird... Like, like let's, let's since we're on the subject, let's talk about the worlds. Right. Most controversial worlds over the last five years. Yeah, like Keenan Cornelius getting fucked over. Yeah. But, I mean, we talked about this. Like, you and I, obviously, we didn't do the podcast after, like, even the... Uh, the Miami Open, the favoritism that goes on in in the fucking like any IBJJF tournament is so disgusting. Like I have it on video. I saw it. It happened to me when I went to check in. It was such bullshit, and it's so unstandardized and uncontrolled that it's a fucking joke. Where I sat there and all right, I have my competition gi, which we all know competition gis are always going to run a little bit tighter. You're trying to get that advantage. The gi is going to be a little bit smaller than what you would normally wear. Fine. Totally cop to that. But it fits me. It fits me appropriately. So now, if I put my arms out, even if I have a custom-fitted suit, let's say we're talking about a, like, a tuxedo or a suit. If I have a custom-fitted suit, if I put my arms down, straight down, they're going to be exactly where they need to be on the cuff. The cuff is going to fit exactly the way that it's supposed to. It's a custom-fitted suit. If I put my arms straight out to the side, same thing. It's going to look perfect. If I put my arms to the front, straight forward in front of me, any sleeve in a custom-fitted suit is going to jump back. Yep. It's going to jump back. So for you to disqualify that gi or to tell me that I can't wear that gi because it jumps back, I'm like, bro, 
you see me stretching my arms out this way, they're relaxed, they fit just fine. I could sit there and have the, the custom fitted gi made by a fucking guy out in, in straight in, in Italy or whatever. Have a custom tailored gi. It's gonna do that. It's just the way that these things are cut. So mind you, I got the third degree for it. I'll take my pick, I'll be all right, fine, cool, no problem. I go back and grab my backup gi, which is an A3L by shoulder roll, fits my body perfect, no matter where it goes, same thing. Here, to the side, fine, and then he started, mm, it's a little tight, and then he puts my arms out straight in front of me, mm, bro, this is a little tight, like you're really, really pushing it, like my man, that's my body type. That's my body type, this is how geese are made for people my size. If I put an A4, I'm swimming in a judo gi. It's just the way that it is. I'm 6'4", I'm like slim, athletic slim, long ar longer arms than average. Like, if you get a, like, go ahead and get a basketball player and tell him to put on a gi, put it on an A4. It's not gonna happen. So, mind you, I got the third degree, right? Do my match, things go the way they go. I sit out and I just hang out, like, let me watch these fucking guys. I watched every single Brazilian person or every person that was clearly friends with these guys not even get checked. Didn't have to put the arms up, didn't have to do anything like that. They just let them fucking slide. I have it on video. Like, tell me that's not fucked up. I don't care about the juicing, tell me that's not fucked up. So people are getting disqualified out of favoritism, right? While you're sitting on your phone. I'm sorry, I'm getting texted by my, my buddy. Um, no, it, it, dude, I've been a part of it too. No, I, it's, I know. It's, it's, it's. I was hoping that the that that the um, the coin toss that that the IBJF is talking about was going to be for all matches. With the end. randoms that I told yes. you. Yeah, exactly. Yes. But it's not. Yeah. It's only if two people are injured and can't continue. Yeah. It goes random. It goes to coin toss. So. And so it's like. I was a part of that at the Worlds. I had the I, I had the worst robbery ever. Um, on the the two thousand six or two thousand fifteen. Two thousand fifteen. Damn, was it two fifteen already? Yeah. Shit. Fucking time flies. Um, I I won my first match. Went to my second match, and um, it was a zero zero tied. Nothing. I pushed. The guy around the mat the whole time. He's a local guy. He's a super nice guy. His name's yeah. Charlotte. And um, I pushed him around the mat because he's he's real jacked. He's he's yeah, like he's, he's like he's big, but he's shorter than me. Yeah. So I, I had the I had a bit of the power advantage on him. So I kind of pushed him around the mat. He went for some quasi takedowns on me, but like shots and yeah. Finally, we had probably thirty seconds to go, and he shoots in. I sprawled. I come around the side, I take the side side ride position, I start going for the choke. He rolls, I held him in that position for about five to ten seconds, then he rolled out of it. When we when, when he rolled, I rolled, and when we landed out of bounds, I landed in Kimura. Told us to stop, I walked into, I walked back to the middle of the, the mat, I'm tying my belt, smiling, because there's no way I just lost this match. I was yeah. smiling. Yeah. And I was that meant I was going I was going to medal my second year at the yeah. Worlds as a black belt because next round was was the medal round. Finals, yeah. Why would I would have gotten at least a bronze had I made it to the next round? Yeah. And when he raised his hand, 
I was dumbfounded. Yeah. And, and no, Char- I remember I was watching it online. And Charlotte's friends with Puga. And Puga came up to me after the match. And Puga goes, look, he's one of my best friends on the, in the world. He goes, but you won that match. Yeah. And for Puga to say that, it means a lot. It means a lot. Yeah, for sure. And it, and it and it's it, it was it was a shame. It's a shame that because I'm not Brazilian, even though I love everything about Brazil, I love the food, I love the people. No, it's got nothing I to do the with culture. the people or anything like that. No, it's I know, got, but it's, it's where it's I'm the culture from. Within it's the culture within the the IBJJF is what it is, and I feel like some people are afraid to say it because obviously we're going to keep on competing. I'm not a professional fucking competitor. Like, I want to go and compete and reach certain levels for it, for sure. I don't give a fuck less so who gets pissed off at me from the IBJJF. Because at the end of the day, like, we all know what it is. We all know what happens. There's no fucking reason to sit there and bullshit about it. Like, they, they play favorites. They play favorites. And I know. I got slammed twice in Miami Open. I kept my mouth shut. I didn't complain. I just kept rolling. I'm not going to sit there and complain. Whatever it is, what it is. I got stalled out. I did all the the action and stuff, and I got stalled out. But whatever, you know, it is what it is. But that's but that's playing the that's playing the game. The guy, right. but the guy, the, the slams, no. But stalling somebody out. But even then, it's a penalty to sit there and pick me up while I'm guard. I'm I'm pulling guard. You're in my guard to pick me up and walk out. Like that is a violation. I like was you get like one uh, one penalty for that. But to walk up and like walk out and then drop me, then like then you got out of bounds. Yeah, like my my head my. If they walk out of bounds, that should have been a penalty. Yeah, a hundred percent. My back was on the wood. It wasn't on the mat. I sat there and like I knew it was coming, so I braced for it. I knew it was gonna happen. Like whatever, it's not my first time. Like I'm not gonna be a pussy about it. But it was like, come on, man. Like really, we're gonna do this? Was George there? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing did he can he start, do. He, did he start There's yelling? nothing you can do, dude. There's nothing you can do. You, you and I have both seen it. Like, I'm not gonna sit there and, and like talk shit. It is what it is. I should have been good enough not to have it go that way. But the favoritism is blatant. Is a hundred percent blatant. And mark my words, if something doesn't change, it's gonna be, it's gonna take someone with good capital to start up tournaments that are fair and consistent. If someone starts up tournaments that are fair and consistent, 100% they're going to be able to take over the IBJJF. They're going to take the spot from the IBJJF. I don't know, man. The IBJJF is so big. No, doesn't matter. They they think that they can they can cut off the the competition by having like their rules on how they have the belts and stuff like that. That's all bullshit. Like like I think it's a standardized, agreed upon by everyone. Like. The years that you have the belts and stuff like that. Anybody else can fucking do that. It's just someone decided, oh, we're going to make the standard. We're going to make the standard. This is it. And most people bought into it. Which, why, why can't they go? Why can't they adopt a coin toss for a 0-0 tie? Why does it have to be a ref's decision? Like Keenan said in, in, in the... At the end it, of the day, it's still not fair. Because if you can't have a, a decision, then... But the, the situation with Keenan was different. He was clearly ahead. He just couldn't get the, the points that he needed. But he was ahead. No, right, but what... what did, I don't know if you read Keenan's post. Yeah. But he talked about what the one thing in the rule book that says that's the biggest problem is the ref's opinion. Yeah, it's not an opinion. It's, it's not an opinion. You have to sit there and say, this is exactly what happened. The problem is the matches go so fast 
that you can't statistically put things down. You can't say, oh, well, he pulled guard four times. He went for, for you know, five takedowns and nailed one out of the five. It doesn't come that way. You and I both know you get what, five minutes? I get five minutes, yeah. you get what? Five. Right, so you get five. Within five minutes, that's a fucking eternity. A billion things happen in Right, match. but if it's zero, zero, no points, no advantages, no... Uh, you go with who was the aggressor in the match. Yeah, but that, even that's not... Perfect example. Look at, look at George. Look at, look at my professor George at uh, Fight to Win Pro. George did all the, the movement. He did all the pulling. He did all the motions. The other guy just stood there. And he was just so much stronger than him because of the weight difference that it just looked like it wasn't anything going on. But he did all the motions. George did all the motions. Didn't get the decision. Because he was on the bottom. So it, it, what but I'm saying, you and I both know that if you're on the bottom, you you technically do have an advantage. What 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 I'm saying is though, is if you keep if you keep opinion in, it's going to get there's going to be problems, of and course. it's gonna it's gonna be wrong. Why not just go? You know what? Here's a coin toss. Because there's no points, but, that way it's at least you have a shot. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But that's the problem again. Is all right. You and I have a match. Let's say we were equally matched, right? Which is not the fucking case. But let's say you and I were equally matched. We go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. No one's keeping track of how many times you went for a takedown or you went for a choke. No one's keeping track of how many times I do. But it's a constant, you go for one, I go for one. You go for one, I go for one. You go for one, I go for one. Somewhere in there, there has to be where I might have gone for an extra one. But nobody remembers that because now they're stuck into the ebb and flow of what we're doing. We're, we're just trading. And sometimes it's just it's exciting to watch. If right, an and it's great match. to watch. Right. For us, it's fun. But now, because so much happens in one match, there is no actual way for someone to sit there and say, well, this person clearly did more than the other. You can't. You can't say that. Right. Even for you, let's say the Kimura was the only thing that you did the entire match that obviously showed that you were the aggressor and you were controlling the match more than he was it happened out of bounds right so it doesn't count but the choke was in bounds but it doesn't matter because it ended out outside right so at the end of the day there's nothing there right so now if that goes to a coin toss and you still lose what would you be more mad i would you just be like what are you two-faced you'd be like ah, well that's the way the fucking no because there's a difference between somebody fucking you out of a win and so and uh, random chance. I'd take random chance over somebody fucking fucking you. Do you know what I'm saying? No, I get it. I, 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 I I'm not that, saying you're wrong. Yeah. But then it becomes a whole other issue because then I can easily like I can easily fuck around and and tell you that oh the coin landed like this. You know what I'm saying? Or how do you know this is a just a like a justified coin? How can you not say like well that coin is is bugged? It's like you have uh, loaded dice. It's a loaded coin. It's it's hard. It's you know, if they. It's like it's like in the NFL. They show you both sides. There's a, it's. But how many coin times? A coin. But how many times do you see like the ref fucks up even that coin toss? It happens a lot. No, it does. I, I I agree. It happens a lot. But what what I'm saying is, random chance. Is more fair than somebody's opinion. That could or could not be swayed depending on their nation of birth 
or their affiliation with the school. There's, it's too close. People are too I, close. And I agree. There, it's, it's too. People are. Those refs are all black belts. Yeah. Or brown, brown or black belts. Right. So. But at the end of the day, it should. The only fair thing would be that whoever is refing does not train and has no affiliation with anyone. Unfortunately, it doesn't work that way because you need someone that's trained and has experience in jiu-jitsu to be a fair ref. It's not like boxing where they can sit there and be around boxing for a few years and they went up the ladder of their rigged boxing like union or whatever and then say, okay, well, I'm a boxing ref. Now I know. Like I know, like I can see what who's winning, who's not, who's this, who's that. Like, it doesn't happen with jujitsu. It physically can't. You would have to like literally have a program installed that you hire people that have no clue about jujitsu. They like might roll with a um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like unbiased like school where it's just a a union run school. And then they become refs. And then you say, okay, you are an unbiased ref. You're going to go in there. That's it. But how many times do you see where a ref is like, oh, hey, what's up? What's going on? Blah, blah, blah. We see them talking outside and then like with all these coaches and then they go inside and now they're refing that. Oh, he was my coach for many years. You know, he taught me so much. He did so much for me. Like, yeah, it fucking sucks. But you can't do anything about it. Like, jujitsu does not have the financial backing and the interest backing to do what it needs to do to be truly fair. It just doesn't. Well, no, it, 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 but it's, it's as, but yeah, there, there's not enough, like, like Joe Rogan's been talking about it a lot about having, instead of having just three judges, have multiple judges and don't even have them be at the, be, they don't even need to be in the arena. They send in a CompuBot, you know, something, have multiple refs because three makes it too easy for somebody to fuck up. Well, how many? What happened with what's the name? Well, think, think about it, how many. Like, like I love these split decisions at 29, 28, 28, 28 29, 29, 30, 27. Are you yeah. watching the same fucking fight? Yeah, no. But the, with the, the the IBJJF, they obviously don't have that capability. But they do only for black belt matches. Black belt finals. Black belt finals is where they pull out the triple ref. And an absolute, some absolutes. So it's like, but if, if you could take the fuckery out of it, which is... Well, which that's, I, why, I, that's I, why ADCC rules are like probably the next to like EBI, they're probably the best rules yeah. is ADCC rules. I, I'm all, f- talking about Eddie Bravo earlier, I am all for adopting Eddie Bravo rules for all grappling. The overtime. Yeah. And no, I, I, and I get it. Shit will go longer. Yeah. I would say to make it more fair, instead of making it one of two positions, because it's either armbar position or taking the back to have control, I think it should be pre-decided by, by the two competitors of saying, like, all right, what would your two choices be? of controlling if it goes to overtime what would you have it could be neon belly it could be okay i prefer having the back or i prefer having you know um one leg or like in delahiva or something like that whatever something stupid you know whatever it is like 
have that be the true decision because then you can say, okay, now it is me having an advantage and that person has to have a certain amount of time to get out of it. Because, all right, like I have your back. It's very easy for me to instantly go for a body triangle and keep you locked in. And then I have that. If I have the arm bar, eh. It's like, yeah, you have to be really good to escape a deep in arm bar. But you're not giving, maybe for you, your best position is knee on belly for control. And that person has to get out, you know? Yeah, or maybe, what about mount? If, we, if I can have your back, why can't I have mount? Yeah. Full mount. I hate full mount. I wouldn't take full mount. Right. But, but why wouldn't you want to do that? Yeah. Exactly. No, no, I get that. I get that. I, maybe they should add a few other things, but I like the overtime rule. I like... Yeah. I love that. There's, it's still sketchy, though, like because you, you do have to pay attention to the time, and I think a lot of people are confused with the rules. That happened with Gilbert's match at Submission Underground where it was kind of people were arguing back and forth about what needs like how's the position supposed to be you know you need to do that you need to do this like the end of the day the only real real fair option is unlimited time like unlimited time till somebody loses that's it like and then if it ends up being a two-hour non-stop match it might be a two-hour non-stop match you know but that's nobody nobody would go right exactly that's the you gotta find a way to make that shit faster right but that's the way that it goes. I mean, you're getting a lot of texts, huh? Yeah, my buddy Joe, who runs pro wrestling. Oh, that's right. Out in California. What's up, Joe? I haven't talked Dude, to him his, forever. His, his, the promotion, uh, PCW Ultra, yeah. is taking off, dude. Good, man. Taking good for you, off. Joe. He, yeah, he's, he's, he's super, uh, super doing super good out there. The, he was showing me some creative he did for... Uh, Penta, Pentagon, El Pentagon Junior. But he goes by something Penta Zero now. Yeah, rad looking dude, man. He's got a ma- like a mask plus he paints his face like a skull. Yeah, he's just it's just a very cool look. You should uh, you should introduce him to uh, Joe and the Hardaway. I'm sure. He, uh, I don't know. I don't know Joe. Hey, you know Joe with Hardaway. Joe like oh, oh they used to train with us. Joeonimus. I, I don't know. He works for a company. He started the company, Hardaway. You haven't seen Hardaway? No. Bro, come on. He has like all these like classic like uh, old school like Japanese like wrestlers and stuff like that. And they do some insane fucking clothing. If you're like a true fan of like old Japanese like catch wrestling and wrestling and stuff like that, dude, they have some amazing fucking designs. Hard, let me see. I'll look it up right now. Shout out to Joe. Um, Two Joes. Uh, double Joe. Joe team. Uh, let me see. Hardaway. Hopefully I'm typing it right. Yeah, dude. He should, like, they, they fucking, uh, he has some clothes. That's, that's why he, um, he moved up to Orlando, uh, to do this. Hardway LTD, uh, on Instagram. Just look up Hardway, H-I-R-D. W A Y underscore L T D on Instagram. It's hardwayltd.com. They have some dope, dope ass like graphics on t shirt graphics and hats and stuff like that. So if you're a, a true fan of old school wrestling and stuff like that, you'll you'll love them. Um yeah, I gotta talk to Joe too. I haven't talked to him in forever. We were supposed to do stuff way back in the day. 
Well, if he's in Orlando, is he tra- have you talked to him? Is he training in Orlando? Yeah, he said he was going to come down here. Excuse me. He said he was going to come down well, here. Well, I saw, I saw that he, he had a picture with George the other day. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he might have come down here. He was in, um, I want to say he was down here for the Miami Open. No, he was down here for the Fight to Win Pro. Oh, I am following Hardware. Yeah, but see? I, Man, I didn't know that was... Uh... Yeah, it's him and a buddy of his. Like, they, they put together this company. It's really cool. They have some dope shirts. Um, but whatever, man. Should probably start wrapping up. It's getting late. I got work to do. Um, before we end anything, I actually want to take the time to thank everybody at Temple Martial Arts. Um, we didn't get a chance to really go into like why I've been so busy and why the podcast has been late. Uh, I have been working like fucking crazy just to keep you guys up to date. Um, but one of the things that I started doing is training for my IKF amateur Muay Thai tournament. And I am fortunate enough to have friends like you and uh, Brooks Burke and Lee Probst and Anna as coaches because I'm training here at Temple just for Muay Thai, just for that tournament. So I want to give a big shout out to Temple Martial Arts uh, here in Delray Beach, Florida. This is actually where we're recording the podcast today. Um, so give them a follow, get some merch online. If you guys are ever in town, stop by and train. You can train with Sean. Maybe he'll get you guys to go into the, uh, what is it? Satan's. Satan's Reapers. Satan's Reapers. You're going to lose your leg since Sean is evidently hurting everybody. You got two of them. Hey, that wasn't my fault. That? What do you mean it's not your fault? No, Mike, it wasn't my fault. Mike, I, I got your back, bro. It's his fault. It's not my fault. And then Andrew threw a kick at me, and I checked it. That's his fault. What do you mean? The what other, did Andrew do? I didn't know anything about Andrew. Andrew came in the other day and started throwing punches at me, so I blo- I was blocking. Then he went to throw a kick, so I checked it, and it checked right into his knee. Oh, uh, then he threw the kick wrong. That's on him. Yeah, that's on him. Way to go, Andrew. But, yeah, Mike, that was all you. You, you fucked up, Mike. That's Man. fucked up, bro. But, no, thank you very much to Temple Martial Arts. Um... Shout out to North 2 on the new board. Uh, do you know Will from North 2? No, I know. Um, yeah, clearly, you don't know him that oh well. Oh, my God. I can't believe I just had a brain fart. Fuck. Dude, the guy made you fucking gave you your board. No, Oh, my God. It's because I haven't seen him in a year. Fuck. Wow. You are so good friends. But that was actually Nomad made that board. Yeah, that's a dope board. Nomad hooked me up. Yeah, and then rest in peace. Yeah, to Ron. Yeah, Ron, uh, creative nomad, uh, passed away recently. So shout out to nomads. A surfing staple, like well, I, I, South I, Florida I, mecca I, for sure. South Florida pioneer. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, and surfing in general, man. He's yeah. He's been around since you know. He's been there. Was there? Came back again. But yeah, shout out to North Two Boards, man, and I also Ryan. Uh, Ryan, yeah, that's right. Um, 27 North, man. 27 North retired. And uh, they closed down the shop up in, uh, in Oh, Jupiter. they closed down Florida Paddleboard. Yeah. He, uh, he closed shop. Uh, Mike closed up shop and uh, retired. So shout out to him. Well, that's, they'll still sell paddles. I just think they're closing down the shop. They're closing the, down the shop. Yeah, but that, they didn't really. That, that shop was just more for 
for awesomeness. Well, no, cool no, story. they they sold boards and stuff. It wasn't that wasn't the showroom for Twenty Seven North. They're probably just going to concentrate on. No, I, I, as far as I know, he closed it. That's what I thought he meant. But he's probably just closing the shop. The yeah. shop was in a prime real estate right by the beach. Yeah, sure, it was expensive as it hell for sure. And Mike, Mike is a great guy. Mike's the man. Mike's got the. Uh, Mike has the. What was those underwater mines? From like back in the uh, in World War Two, what the, was it called? They're uh, fuck. Uh, fuck. What were they called? Um, anyway, yeah. that's that's what he's got over there because he's got prime real estate, an open ocean with great waves, like on a more consistent basis than down here. But it's fucking riddled with sharks. It's fucking riddled with sharks. Yeah, up in Juneau. Yeah, I I love I love going up to Juneau. Yeah. I haven't been. I last time I was up there, I was with Phil. Yeah, and uh, and Jay Z. Bill Gallows, the shit. You see the photos he posted today too. Yeah, he's well. He's in Costa Rica right now. He's got a place in Costa yeah. Rica. That's. Hey fun. Phil, I mean, I don't want the place in Costa Rica. I just want to borrow your car to take some dope photos with. Oh, the Bronco. Yeah. Oh, I love that thing. He's got a he, no. He's got another car too. I think it's like an old Bel Air. Uh, so I gotta I gotta hit you up, Bill, Phil. And, Phil is one of my favorite people on the planet. Yeah, he's cool as shit. Uh, all right, guys. Well, thank you very much for everything. Be sure that you support the sponsors. Check out chocaloha.com. Use the promo code Jujitsu Radio. Get twenty percent off. Hit up Jujitsu Soap Co. Jujitsusoapco.com. Use the promo code JJ Radio and get ten percent off an order. Get some awesome soap. I'm about to put in another order. They gave me a dope ass hat uh, that I've been rocking. It's like kind of like my dressy camo hat. And um, shout out to Giraffe. Uh, choke.com I can't thank them enough for how cool they've been and uh, and uh, supporting the podcast and supporting me and and there's a ton of other stuff that they helped me out on they're, they're super cool people support all these uh, brands guys because they are some of the most positive brands out there in jiu-jitsu and they're constantly you know really just pushing out the positive vibes that's kind of what we all want to do and if you really want to support the podcast go and check out my photography my artwork i have some some cool new photos that i just updated go to mycosmicjourney.com and there you can see my blog the videos uh all the crazy photo shoots that i've been doing uh and don't forget he does do uh grinder profile photo shoots for all of you people out there hey man half camera will travel i don't care if you get your dick out like if you pay me i'll take the photo what you do with the photo afterwards is up to you i don't give a fuck but definitely, uh, if you guys can, go check it out, support it. And even if you don't buy it, share the, the website, share the podcast. I appreciate everybody that's been reaching out to me, asking me why I haven't done a, an episode in such a long while. Uh, I think if I can get Sean to, to stay up to date with me on these, we're going to be able to do these a lot more often. Uh, whatever happened to your podcast, asshole? I fucking told you, didn't I? I had a bet on that, too. You owe me money, fuckface. All right, guys. Thank you very much for tuning in. Be sure to follow Sean at Gorilla Boy BJJ. Check out my company, Sonder Marketing, on Instagram or SonderMarketing.com, and we will catch you guys next time. You can't leave us. I'm the best there is, plain and simple. I mean, I wake up in the morning, I piss excellence, and nobody can hang with my stuff. Kiss stealing, woo, wheeling, dealing, limousine right, jet flying, son of a gun, and I'm having a hard time 